After Dark is a member of the Mice Chat Podcast Network. MicePod.com. <laughs> childish adult content and is intended for immature mature audiences listener discretion is advised the views spoken are ours and ours alone not those of any other bugger if you're easily offended we strongly suggest finding another podcast everybody neat and pretty then on with the show how mellow is this it's very mellow This isn't even me playing this it's, it's like I was trying the last week. <laughs> it's not me playing it either. It's at this point where we walk out to the adoring crowd and say, calm down, calm down, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes, that was good friend of the show, Tom Amin, who'll be back on in a few weeks' time with uh, his rendition of, of our new theme tune that isn't the same as anywhere else's with a pub-related theme you may have heard or seen. It sounds nothing like EastEnders, I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Um, welcome to Diz After Dark, uh, Series 3, Episode 2, properly. 2.0. Yeah, that'll do, that'll do. Um, I'm Paul. I'm Nick. I'm Paul. I'm Craig. And we're trying something completely different tonight. Um, we're trying... A phone-in show. And we wonder if anyone's actually going to phone us. I don't know. I'm on the edge of my seat. Uh, exactly. Um, anyway, I'm on the edge of the bed, but that's because of the room I've got left on Gentlemen, it. what are you drinking? Uh, I thought I'd go quite mellow tonight, so I've gone for a nice Disarano and uh, Pepsi Max, so cheers. Yeah? Yeah. Craig, what are you drinking? I'm uh, driving a train early in the morning, so I'm drinking tap water. I heard a rumour that you've given up drinking. No. <laughs> 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 wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a rumour, it was a vicious lie. Damn lie. Yeah, Mr D. I am on a Mexican theme, so Mexican Pavilion Epcot, I'm drinking a Desperado. Good What's choice. Nice. And because yeah. it's a call-in phone, Stephen. I'm on... Uh, Orange and lemonade. Hey! We have a phone-in guest. Yeah, but can I, can I just point out, you've already ruined it by calling it a call-in phone. We've got a Scottish phone-in guest. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Oh, I know. Well, well, Welsh. Welcome to the show, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's, at least someone was paying attention to the tweets that, that Craig puts Thank out you. for us. Hey, Stephen's been around for a very long time. He has. Uh, with us. Drifted away for a while, but I'm back on now. <laughs> well, you're welcome to hang around for as long as possible. Um, but we, we've barely started and we haven't even rambled away from how do people contact the show? You can phone us. Well, yeah, yeah I was going to say, Stephen's picking out a good way of contacting the show. But for people listening to this on, on delay, or as a podcast it's supposed to be, uh, you can visit our website at www.dizafterdark.com or they can email us at podcast at disasterdark.com. And they can find us on Twitter at disasterdark, facebook.com forward slash disasterdark, and micechat.com. And, and, and Craig, you can do the rest. Um, we're on Pinterest, aren't we? Yeah, somewhere. Pigeons. Yeah. And uh, we've got everything else, Bebo, YouTube. 
And and for shows like this, occasionally, on Skype under Speak to Diz After Dark. Yes. Now I've figured out how it works. Oh, I've been saying that. I mean, if, if, feel free. You know, if you just want to call it up when it doesn't look like we're online, do that as well. Yeah. You never know. You might catch one of us. Indeed. Oh, Stephen. Yes. The, the whole idea of coming on a phone-in was to... Uh, do one of two things. You can either tell us about yourself and your last Disney trip, or you can ask us a question about Disney stuff. What do you want to hear on our podcast? Uh, no, Better hosts. <laughs> They're allowed. I think the podcast is really good. I mean, it, it, just, it covers everything, and it's not too formal. You know, it's straight down the line. You, you just speak as you as you feel, you know, and just give your opinion. I know. That's the create. That's what we like to create. That impression. It's hours and hours of rehearsal goes into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you replace the word rehearsal with drinking, and that's oh, the word. I always get them mixed up. Oh dear. Oh, which, which one's your favourite resort then? Uh, well, the resort I go to is Port Orleans Riverside. Uh, been there twice, uh, 2010, 2012, and. I'd love to go back again, but I can't see us going back again for the future. Uh, but I love it there. It's just so relaxed, and you know exactly where you are, and the, even the hotel or the, the rooms are, are so close to the, the food court, or the ones that we get anyway, are so close to the food court, and the, the transportation to the parks is great as well. So I've not got any issues with that. I'd love to go back there again. Uh, as I say, it may be a couple of years before we get back. I think we know that feeling now. Yeah. Uh, some of us more than others, guys. Remember 2010, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, did you have uh, a particular question that you wanted to ask us, or for you? No, really. I mean, uh, I just saw obviously coming online. Uh, I thought I'd just join in. I mean, I know quite a lot about Disney. I followed not just yourself, but, you know, uh, the guru that is Ricky and. Uh, so just, drop, just, just bear in mind, you are not at any point allowed to say other podcasts do exist. Uh, uh, well, uh, no, no, you see, other people can. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm banned from using that catchphrase. <laughs> Can't ban gets from using that catchphrase. <laughs> I don't know. It's you how long I've been listening to you. <laughs> Actually, uh, Mr. Mr. Bugatti is the reason why um, we, we've delayed the show by a day. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, we were we were having a guest on who. Um, he uh, he was visiting instead, yeah. so uh, we moved our s- schedule, and we'll have uh, Tom on next next week, next show. Yeah, well, basically we got, we got dumped. Yeah, we got we got dumped for Ricky. <laughs> uh, to be <laughs> honest, I dumped you not for Ricky at all. I've yeah, well, for Ricky as well. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> so now that we've, we've established, we'd all dump each other for Ricky. Yeah, yeah. just staged. Yeah. And, and, and so, as long as we don't use the word dump too often around Cray, he'll yeah, turn it into some sort of Instagram photo. Who else, who else would you dump? Would you, would, would you dump everyone for Lou? Would you go for Lou? He's a, he looks too happy, that bloke, doesn't he? I think he's, that. he's shorter in real life than he looks on a he's podcast. Tiny, isn't he? You've, you've met him, didn't you? Yeah. I've got him in my pocket here. <laughs> oh, hang on a second. You, you meant Lou? And he's not invited us onto his show or come onto ours. What's no, going on? no, he would quite happily, quite honestly, from the look on his face, never heard of us. <laughs> but we are by we are Britain's seventh best Disney podcast <laughs> on downloads. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
Shocking behaviour. He obviously only listens to the top six out of the UK. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. So, uh, Big yeah. Disney Riff. He only goes for a short list. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, joke of somebody, a series so far. Somebody snort beer. He's doing sterling work in Game of Thrones, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is marvellous. Hang on a second, so... Can anyone establish what rides he can go on? Not many. No, sounds like it. Oh, it's well, well. his favourite place. Yeah. Um, so, Stephen, your, your first trip you said there was 2010. No, um, uh, first first trip was 92. I mean, whoa, been, hang on. I, I mean, it's just been ongoing for quite a while. It's just the last trip was 2012. And 2010 was the first time we went to Riverside, but we were back in 2012. But uh, it was 1992, I went with my two pals. It was my first sort of breakaway holiday for the parents, hmm. uh, and well, I was, what, 22? 22, and my pal was 21, so it was just over the legal drinking age. So I, I feel so uh, happy now knowing I'm not the only person in the world who, at the age of, like, 20-something, went on a lad's holiday and chose to go to Disney World rather than Mimitra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was our first one, it was great, and... We loved it, and really it's just stemmed from there. I don't even know why we actually went there first. You what know, goes on tour, stays on tour. <laughs> All lads together. Uh, I mean, the one that I remember, or one memory I have for there is uh, CJ's, which was down just past uh, Wet and Wild, yeah. which at that point it was $2 to the pound, and they were selling 25-cent beer and dollar shots. <laughs> So you're talking 12 and a half pence for a beer and 25, 25 pence for a shot, or sorry, 50 pence for a shot. So we sort of rolled out of there. I sort of went home to a rather drunk and my other two pals stayed out and I had the key. So of course that crashed out. They couldn't get into the room. I had to get the security guard and they were scared out of their wits because this security guard was wandering about with this big magnum. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And, it's just and you, I'll get you in. <laughs> when you say when you say he was all wearing a big magnum, do you mean a gun, an ice cream, or a Tom <laughs> Selleck character? Or dark? Yeah. Uh, probably a machine gun. The way they were talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, a fantastic. Story. But that that was great. And I, I rolled home that night. And it, but for beer for twenty five cents or twenty five pence, you're going. Just fill me up, you know, and there was these scantily clad women wandering about, you know, you know, just serving you, which really didn't. <laughs> it wasn't the worst of these, but that way. It doesn't encourage you to leave the bar. No. Good, good advertising, let's be honest. You like some food? No, thank you. <laughs> I'll just keep the beer coming. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, from you going, you know, for quite a few years now, yeah. you've obviously seen a lot of changes. We've talked quite recently about things like um, Fast Pass Plus and My Magic Band. I mean, they're not the only changes over that kind of period, but what would you say are the good and bad changes that you've witnessed over your time? uh, The Fast Pass is probably the best thing they ever did. I mean, I remember going to Universal at one point. I know, obviously, it's the Universal Express there, but I stood two hours in a queue for Kong, and it was the middle of the summer. And mm. it was absolutely roasting. And don't get me wrong, it's a fantastic ride. But, you know, two hours to go on a ride, you're thinking to yourself, well, how many other things can you do? 
But at that point, there was no such thing as a fast pass. You know, you just had to queue up and you were there at nine o'clock in the morning. It finished at 11 o'clock at night. And okay, you did everything, but you only did everything once. But it's the fast pass is the best thing that I think has come out. And probably the dining as well. I mean, we've done the dining twice uh, at Disney. Uh, and especially for the, the Brits, especially before they, they changed the, the amount of snacks and stuff like that you've got. There's no way you could eat as much as you could, you know, they were dishing out to you. Uh, and okay, you're paying top dollar for the, the room, but that's it. You know, once you get there, it's like an all-inclusive holiday. You know, it's mm. just, oh, you can. You've got a favourite restaurant, Stephen? Sorry? you got a favourite restaurant, a favourite Disney restaurant, or a favourite Orlando restaurant? Uh, we've been to La Celia. I quite like it there. And we've also been to... Uh, the Mexican Pavilion, but probably the best meal I had was in La Celia. Uh, it really was, it was gorgeous and it was a great setting as well. It was just me and my wife that went there, and it was just so romantic. And it was about nine o'clock at night, so illuminations were going off in the background. So it wasn't the most quiet, <laughs> quietest the restaurants at that point, but uh, the food in it is just amazing. It really is. Nice. I actually had a reservation for the Cellier and I didn't chicken out of it, but we'd had such a good meal. I can't remember where it was. It must have been California Grill we'd just gone to like a few days before. And we thought, mm, I don't think it's going to compete with that. So we, we cancelled our reservation. And uh, yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't now because I've heard many a good thing about that place. We, we, someone who has joined us in the past but couldn't join us tonight, Ian Shaw. Because um, he's given his name away. But uh, he's asked us, what one thing should Disney improve to get ahead of its competitors? Um, um, put a Doctor Who ride in. <laughs> <laughs> or or a, a TARDIS toilet. <laughs> we had a lot of Doctor Who merchandise in Universal this year. Universal? Yeah. It was actually in the Shrek 4D shop. Yeah, of course, yeah. so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and don't ask me why, but they had a whole section on Doctor Who, T-shirts, um, all different merchandise, yeah. Well, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that Universal were actually behind the Doctor Who TV movie. Remember the Paul McGann one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it aired on Fox in America, but I'm pretty sure Universal were involved, like, you know, NBC. Yeah were involved with the production of it, I, so... I, I didn't really see that, but I saw the, I saw the whole load of Doctor Who stuff they've got, obviously, in the UK Epcot pavilion. Well, everyone knows that everyone in the UK well, watches Doctor Who cool. and drinks yeah. uh, cheap beer and eats crappy fish and chips. Twining's tea. If, uh, yeah, and, and Twining's tea, if, if you believe the uh, the Epcot pavilion, of course. And Walker's shortbread. <laughs> oh, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, is that it's probably seen as like a delicacy because it's at the English Pavilion. When you get it for free at any travel lodge you stay at, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the least gourmet biscuit you can have. It's got a fancy package. Um, follow like this because Nicky Walker used to be a Rangers goalkeeper, uh, and he's part of the Walkers family. They did all the shortbread, and he chose to be a goalkeeper rather than go into the family business. I think he's now been reverted back to that after. You know, retiring, but uh, that's probably his yeah. claim. Yeah, he should have stuck to biscuits rather than playing for Rangers. 
<laughs> he probably made some good money, I'm sure. Um, yeah, for for well, American listeners, a goalkeeper is someone who stands at the back and attempts to stop our forwards from scoring touchdowns. You only had to say something about soccer, they'd have got it. Um, <laughs> one thing Disney should improve to get ahead of its competitors. Um, I, I personally think the only thing that Disney could possibly do now to get ahead of its competition is actually have a kick up the arse. How long has it taken to get Avatar Land moving? That's what I was going to say. Speed. Yeah. That's what they need. Yeah. need the speed of Universal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not, not, not the need for speed. They don't need a ride based no. on that. <laughs> or, or what <laughs> they need to do cool. is just hurry, hurry up. Yeah. Because, you know, Universal, what, knocking out a ride every year now? Or, or, or like a new attraction every year for the that next year, like five years? Yeah. Mm. And, and, you know, Avatar Land stalling. New Fantasyland was heavily delayed. Um, you know, Disneyland Paris has obviously got its its own uh, problems. Um, yeah, it just all seems to be a bit of a mess. You know, I, I think my concern with Disney at the moment, unfortunately, is the fact that because it seems to rest on its laurels a lot more than places like Universal, is that people are going there still because it's Disney. But eventually they're going to get bored because it's not turning over as much as it should be. It's not doing things as quickly as it should be. And, yeah, when I said I said the last show about um, how I feel about Disneyland Paris. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and about, you know, maybe not going back for um, a year and a half, two years, just to let it grow a bit more, because th- there's nothing to keep me going there at the moment. Not, not a lot, nothing's changing. And it's like all the parks, really. We felt that between 2010 and 2012, there wasn't enough of a change that is to keep going back. So mm. this is another reason why we're maybe holding back a couple of years to go, because obviously Avatar is going to come out and Universal are promising one big ride per year or big mm. attraction per year. Uh, so by the time we get back, there will be plenty more to do. I mean, we've, we've not done Legoland or anything like that. You know, there's a lot of things we've still not done, especially mm. staying on site, you know, not having the need for the car and obviously keeping you on site. So yeah. it restricts you what you're doing. Uh, we did go to Universal for two days and stayed at Hard Rock, but and that it still restricts you in relation to you're at Disney. But again, yes. they've got to do things. They've got to actually push it forward, get so Avatar talk, Land talk, done, get I mean, everything I mean, done. Thinking of speed, how how long has has Pandora been on the cards, and how long was New Fantasyland on the cards before they actually opened it? Well, I can tell you this from, much, from, Paul. From design work and... <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> anyway. Has Doc, has Doc got a question? Yeah, Doc Rose just phoned in. <laughs> um, well, I can tell you how long Avatar Land's been going on, Paul, because I think we discussed it on, I don't know, show three or four? Yeah. When yeah. we first started this show. So that was 2011, I think. Yeah. So... You know, that's how long, so, so and they've barely broken ground. It, it barely broken ground talking about it then, and here we are, three and a bit, four years later nearly, and we've started on, oh well, we're nearly building it, and they've cordoned off the area. And yet, only this week they've announced, what, seven more hotels in the next four or five years? Yeah, yeah, which I, I just... They can, they can put seven <sighs> hotels up in five years but can't finish one land of attractions. But yeah, plus is... all the DVCs. <laughs> so yeah, but it would be as well. Money, uh, it's a hell of a lot of money on 
hotels and DVCs in downtown Disney or Disney Springs. But Steve, the thing is, Stephen's right. I mean, the first time I ever went was 2007. We went back for a honeymoon in 2010. Within that time, Harry Potter, uh, the first phase of Harry Potter had opened up. Aquatica had opened up. That was a new park that had just been finished by the time we got out there. Um, there were, and there was some changes at Disney, which I can't remember. How embarrassing. But, uh, oh, Toy Story Mania. That was probably the big one at that time. Um, but, you know, within that three-year gap, a lot of things changed in Orlando enough to, well, we would have gone back anyway, but to really make it worth your while. At the moment, there's not that. We would be going back now because we miss going to Disney World because we haven't been for a few years. But if you actually like looked at the reasons why, there's just not enough. I don't know. I mean, I've been there about nine times over since 92. Uh, and it's not the fact that the new things are there. It's the fact the old things are there that you remember. And it's walking down Main Street. It's walking towards Spaceship Earth. It's going round, you know, World Showcase. Things like that that really bring it all back, you know. So, mm. yeah, there's not a lot of things been built, and there's not a lot of things that are new. But a lot of people do it. Well, especially like myself, they don't care. You know, mm. it's, it's being in Disney. It's the whole Disney atmosphere. It's a Disney effect. It takes over you rather than actually just going for a new ride. No, I think, I think you're and right. It is an experience. Nostalgia plays a, a big part as well, doesn't it, with Disney? Yeah. You know, you do go back and you, do, you don't want things to change as well. So you'd want change, but you don't want change as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, Stephen, have you got a favourite extinct attraction then? Definitely not, Mr. Toad's. Wild ride. That, I went on that in '92, and it's a, probably the worst ride I've been on. <laughs> and to, to have all these folk coming out and say, "Oh, I remember that. Oh, it was fantastic." No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Isn't, isn't that what people are doing now with Maelstrom? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh uh, no. Sorry, is that a can of worms I just opened and threw on the floor? It, it may be, but we've we've had another guest ringing in. Good evening, well. fellas. How are we? <laughs> It's, it's, is he in a submarine? <laughs> a U-boat. I, I think you'll find he's taking the mickey out of our sound quality. No, no, it was the closest I could get to uh, to Norwegian. <laughs> I, I, did, I, did I tell you about the Norwegian? Because I, I can speak Norwegian. Go on, then. Tolle on the left floor. That's that's uh, the Norwegian way to pronounce Tore Andre Flo. Who was quite Hello. a popular um, Chelsea player? And an um, yeah. You're talked. Yeah, and uh, and also at Tulsan Tuck. Um, that that's all the Norwegian I learned. Well, don't I was say there for people, about three don't, weeks. Don't say we don't educate people on this. Exactly. Podcast. The nature exactly. fly by. I'll tell you now. My pronunciation is spot on. I always ask my cousin when I speak to him. <laughs> and, uh, pronunciation, yeah. not pronunciation. I'm fluent. I can speak German. These papers are not in order. Show me your papers, you pig dog. And there goes... I, I, I was going to say, there goes our German listenership, but I, I was... Uh, there wondering. goes our German listener. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we've ever... Uh, <laughs> I feel the same. I don't think we've ever made it big over there, to be fair. Humour just doesn't translate. Anyway, Lee, lovely to have you on. How are you doing, sir? 
I'm very good, thank you. Lee, okay. Stephen, you Stephen. Lee. Stephen, have you ever listened what? to uh, Lee's podcast? Don't worry if you haven't, it's not great. No, but, no, I know. Um, <laughs> no, well. I've emailed down to Tracy and we've had a, a scavenger hunt going round uh, Universal. Uh, so, yeah, I'm quite a fee with, with Lee and Tracy and Hunter. Oh, Tracy's fine. Hunter's not bad either. You know, Lee, yeah. But um, at the same time, he's phoned in, so, you know, thank you. You are. <laughs> did, did you have a particular question for us, or did you just want us to plug your podcast for you? Oh, no, I would never do anything so <laughs> disgusting as looking for, for cheap plugs at all. Well, not cheap. Off plugs, maybe, but not cheap plugs. Breaks <laughs> extremely cheap, from what I've heard, and had the experience of, to be quite honest. <laughs> we'll leave that there, but... Uh... <laughs> So, actually, funny enough, we were just before you, you come on, I was uh, kind of singing the praise a bit of uh, of Universal, rightly or wrongly. Uh, and Steam was telling us as well about how much he, he uh, loved confrontation, <laughs> especially waiting for it as well. Yeah, what no, we it's going to be very interesting when it opens, from what we've heard. I am keeping my fingers crossed that it will be open for when we're over there next year, but I can't uh, see it, to be honest. You're talking about the new Kong ride, aren't you? Yeah. You're yeah. talking about the original one. I've never been up. No. Uh, it's like 92, you know, you were doing, like, Confrontation, you were doing uh, Ghostbusters, Earthquake. you know, all these... All, yeah, Earthquake, all these different ones, George, wherever that went. Uh, <laughs> we did the Star Trek video in 93. Yeah, well, we've got that in 92 as well. Oh, oh no, 94, I, we've got it. As is the same, but it was in my garage when someone broke in and stole a whole load of videos. Especially that one. You know what they were hoping for when they when they stole them, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's the sort of thing that will come off my iCloud account nowadays if that was the case. <laughs> you do you do realise that you know if you didn't stick a label on there, it's a, like big booty girls five, it would never have got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> some some poor sods watch that video going, oh, I'm in for a right night. And, and anything, funny face stop, on a Star yeah, Trek set. And, anything to stop someone from actually wanting to watch me in a Star Trek. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't, yeah, it was a bunch of us. How, how many of you did it when you did it? There was uh, the whole family did it. I was Spock. What are you laughing at? When Craig means the whole family, it means the whole Liverpool family. It was like the entire of Toxter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be up that motorway in a minute, lad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a bus together. <laughs> Just drive a train up there. How hey, hey calm it? down, calm down. <laughs> Oh, this is this is what happens when you get Northerners drinking. It's like Brookside versus Baker Grove. Let's get ready to rumble. Why I man, you weak canny bastard. I'm no, blind, okay, I'm blind. <laughs> fact, so if we could get um if we could get Adam on here, we could you know, we could have Brookside and Biker Grove and uh, Crossroads. In my defence, I don't live that close to you, by the way. I'll come unless near Birmingham. You and I will cover to the high road. <laughs> You've got to send us. Oh, man, Mrs Womack. Who's that? Is that the high road? Come on, Craig. Oh, I was too young. Did you not watch 2.30 in the afternoon soap operas on ITV? About, uh, I was in Boston. We did Scottish towns. Oh, yeah. Was, was anyone watching the BBC drama Our Girl? No. The other no. Night. Been, no. Quite interesting. Our, our a... Girl or Our Girl? 
our girl because it's got Lacey Turner and she plays a Londoner. But uh, there was a character in there, and I'm going to spoil it for anyone who you know hasn't seen it. But, you know, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> there's uh, like, there's a character in there that died in the six yard box at uh, West Ham at Upton Park. And, and all I could think of was West Ham strikers. But you're doing quite well, aren't you? I was just going to say, yeah, don't all, don't all West Ham players go out and die in the box. I, I can't Tony Cotty? Um, I don't know, because at the moment, I'm pretty sure yeah. West Ham are uh, above Liverpool. And I don't take the mickey after. Yeah, after I, think, I think at the moment. But I was going to bring it up, Craig, because I did see on Saturday that you said, you're going to do it again, you're going to, but you're going to win the league this time. And I was thinking, yeah, once you get past West Ham, then you can start thinking about it. <laughs> and the reason I'm being this cocky, for, for our American listeners, I support West Ham United and we're crap, normally. Um, but for, at the moment, the table and the football league things have been turned upside down and for some reason we're near the top of it. You will and still go down, you know that. West, West Ham are getting nosebleeds at the moment because we're not used to being that high. Wait till Andy Carroll comes back from injury and you'll nosedive. Don't worry about it. Hey, he ain't, he'll be coming back from injury and going straight into Rio, that lad. Don't worry about it. Uh, anyway, this is a Disney podcast. For a Disney podcast, at least I'm a Brighton fan, so things are going according to plan this season. <laughs> You've got a good goalkeeper, though, Paul. I'll give you that. <laughs> Stop, Dale. Yes, thank you. Made his name at Darlington. You can have him back. He's brilliant. I'll take, rubbish. I'll, I'll take this. I'll take this offline. Have <laughs> <laughs> you been drinking? Has Malaby been drinking? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. The question was, and this is a good one from Lee actually. Uh, what should Disney do to improve to get ahead of its competitors? Close Animal Kingdom. No. Oh. <laughs> so I, I, I want. The, I want the Universal's take on what Disney can do to improve. Right. I'll tell you what it is because from. Fr- because obviously we've been covering Universal quite a lot more. We went out with a very different... What, on your podcast? Yeah. On your Universal Beast podcast? Um, Ka-ching! And what we found, that we Unofficial. found the difference between the two last year was that Universal were doing everything that Disney made their name on doing. And Disney have gone back, have gone more down what Universal used to do. So it's like the tides have turned a little bit. Disney need to go back to doing what they used to do. What do you mean? Yeah. It's difficult to explain. Customer service. Yeah. That's yeah. What I say. Because Disney used to be the pinnacle of customer service, and the last time we were there in 2012, there was just no sparkle with a lot Silent. of people. Whereas in Universal, it was the total opposite. In Universal and Bush Gardens and all these other places, they used to just hire folk in just for the summer, and just yeah. part-time jobs and say, it doesn't really matter. There you go. There's your job. Just go on with it. But it's turned, it's turned so much in relation to the customer service that Universal provides now. It's way, way better than Disney ever has, especially over the last people, couple of years. People, sorry, go on. No, that's it. Yeah. People want to work at Universal now, whereas, like you say, it was just a case of anybody who wanted a job who couldn't get in at Disney will go, oh, well, go down the road. Yeah. Um... You know, we know enough team members now, and they, they genuinely love the jobs. Whereas, yeah, I think the problem with Disney is they've spread themselves too thin as well. It's you been brought that? up a few times that Universal are toying with the idea of opening a third park, and I think it would be a bad idea. 
I think that resort as it is at the moment is perfect. Not having been, but Paul, you'll probably understand it, how I look at it, how I look at Universal is how Disneyland is. Mm, yeah. You've got downtown Disney and then the two parks saw that everything's just compact. Yeah. Whereas Disney's just, it's, it's, for people who've probably never been before, going for their first time, looking at Disney World, I'm sure it's over. I mean, it was for us back then, but even more so now, I think it's got to be overwhelming for people. Whereas you go into Universal, you're parked in the parking lot, and everything's there. There's no travelling. It's just got to reach. There's a very long escalator. No, I, I think you're right about overwhelming, <laughs> actually. I mean, if you join any of the Facebook going to Orlando for a holiday groups, the amount of first-timers and newbies that, under normal circumstances, we would take the mickey out of, for asking stupid questions, but there's a reason these questions are, oh, do I have to start booking my fast passes? Do I have to start doing this? Should I have started doing that? Should I have clicked it? How far have I got to go? Do I need a car? It's question after question, and it's like, oh, just just go on holiday. Yeah, oh, you, you need to you are... the to get through it. Yeah, yeah you, you do now, especially. I mean, yeah, um... and the magic bands. I mean, that, you know, so many days out, you've got to book your first three and then you can yeah. start doing it in the park. I mean, come on. You know, there was nothing wrong with the paper version. We, um, I, my wife's a, a hairdresser um, where she's uh, getting ready to drop in second. In fact, you know, I could be like leaving this podcast. The medical term there. Getting ready to drop. That's, that's the politically correct term. Um, she had a, a client around a few months ago um, who was going, to, it was her first trip to Orlando. Um, and she said that her husband had been before um, a long time ago when he was quite young. Um, I think he was actually a kid still. Um, but, you know, fully confident. They knew what they were going to be doing and she wasn't worrying about anything and this, that and the other. Um, and I said to her, look, you know, you're right to extent, but if you're staying on site, you're going to get these magic things, you're going to need to book things and vaults, this, that and the other. And she was completely blown away. She's like, I, I had no idea. I thought I could just turn up and go on things. And I said, look, you said you can't do any of that. I said, but there will just be certain things you might struggle to get, you know, onto if you haven't prepared in advance. Um, and they were going to rely on shuttle buses. And I said, well, where else are you looking to go? And, you know, they were going to all the usual places, Universal and SeaWorld and everything like that, without a car. And I said, if you're staying on property, it's not the easiest thing to do. So in the end, they decided to get a car. And, yeah. uh, we saw them, uh, I saw, oh, saw her two weeks ago, and she said, oh, if I hadn't spoken to you, it would have had a different holiday. Purely because had she not had that information before she went, um, I'm no mega expert, don't get me wrong, but just that little bit of knowledge that I, we were able to give her made sure she was able to do things she wouldn't have done had she not known in advance what to do. Well, I think it's that thing when you say you haven't got, you know, you're not an expert, but compared to someone who's never been, you realise how much you do actually know about it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, what I mean is, you know, there are people that are probably professionals at this, like travel agents, but... Yeah. <laughs> Although not the way travel agents know, though. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think travel agents actually tell you a lot when you actually go in and book. They, they book your holiday and they say, oh, right, you have to do this, you have to do that. They don't go into it as much as you would imagine, don't, especially yeah. for a first-timer. Don't forget, you need yeah. your Esther. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, and make sure when you do a your Esther, fill in the right details or you end up like me, getting the, a lot, almost a pause every time you land in America. Um... 
but yeah, I, it feels like with all these new things they put into place, the magic bands and uh, you know eating on site and everything like this, that it's a very complicated holiday now where. You know, it used to be simple. The first, the first one went 2007. There was no way about everything. We could just turn up, queue up for things, do what we need to do, get fast pass with certain things. Now I'd be absolutely freaking out, like uh, Paul was a few weeks ago, not being able to get a meet and greet with uh, Anna and Elsa if my daughter was obsessed with Frozen. Now, lucky at the moment, she's so young. The only thing she cares about is Olaf. So we're all right, but. You know, I couldn't go on a holiday like that and her not meet them. Or wait six hours in a line for it. That's the only opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So. And that's it. I mean, the thing is, you, you can be lucky like that. Of course you can be. Uh, I mean, Paul, you obviously told us how you lucked out um, meeting them yourself. Um, but you do hear people no, he that... Slipped him a, he slipped him a 20 for that. Yeah, but that's what Tiffany's well, for. When he, when he told that story, he didn't say that he that he slipped him. He took a 50 out of his wallet and just slipped it. And so the kids walked away and he went, uh, here you go, mate, just come running after us in five minutes. To be honest, <coughs> in, the, in that situation, oh, I'd have slipped more than that. Yeah, I, 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 put, it, I put it down to um, an argument against the fact that there's still customer service at Disney, but it was only there because one of the, one of the rides had gone tech. So. And also, you were wearing your Disaster Dark T-shirts. Yeah. That could have helped as yeah. well. Because, you know, obviously, everyone listens to the show. <laughs> we had a fast pass for Anna and Elsa, and we just walked in, and within five minutes, we'd met them. Yeah. don't know what all the fuss is about. It's just, it's right. planning, people, with the capital P. Five-minute five walk-on for Ratatouille, so I can't really, you know. No, when Craig Sometimes goes to Disney, Disney World, World, it's like Gulliver going to, going to Lilliput. He just steps over everybody. No one's going to stop him, are they? <laughs> That's it. That's it. We, we have got we have got a, a question, Lee, a Doctor Who related question. I don't watch it. Okay, but why are you selling merchandise in the Shrek shop? Doctor oh, Who. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's just clarify this. In the Shrek listening. shop. Lee, yeah. Lee himself does not sell this merchandise. Yeah, I don't sell merchandise. No. 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 I just want to clear no, that, that out for anyone listening for the first time. You would expect it in the T2 shop because that's generally like they sell T2 stuff plus sort of any other pop culture stuff. But in the Shrek, to be honest, that thing needs to go anywhere, but that seems well, a bit funny, weird. The funny thing was, Lee, in the Shrek shop, they also had T2 merchandise. Okay. They had like a whole sci-fi corner where they had Doctor Who and, and Terminator 2. You could buy like the leather jacket from Terminator 2 and some other stuff, which I just thought was weird. Yeah, that's a bit odd, especially when, when Universal seemed to be going more down the route of, like, merchandises in specific... Like Disney used to be. Before they sort of came, you used to be able to go to Disney and you'd, you'd only be able to get specific merchandise from specific shops, whereas now it's just blanket across the park. And that seems to be more what Universal are doing, so that seems a bit weird. Well, that was something interesting the other day, because I don't know, I don't know if, you, if you read or you actually cared at all... Um, but obviously, recently there was the the kind of shareholders announcement. Uh, we we're announcing lots of changes to do with the shares and the financing of the park and everything like that. Um, yeah. One of the things that that came up was, um, I mean, the I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy that's that's now taken over as the head of uh, Disneyland Paris. I don't know his name because he doesn't listen to our show yet. Not like Philip Gass, so you know, I don't know. But I like that um, optimism yet. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he will do. Um, but one of the things he wanted to kind of bring over with him was 
more merchandise that was kind of themed to specific rides and attractions and to be sold in certain areas. So at the moment, quite often when you go into a Disney, any shop on Main Street, you get to see a lot of things repeated over and over. Um, yeah. And the idea being that that's going to be cut out. And that's, that's how it used to be. I remember when it used to be like that. Well, that's like one of the things that we noticed when we went over to Florida last year, the difference between Disney and Universal. Like when we first go, we keep Daft Sylvanie as like the, uh, the napkins from specific restaurants, and it's all blanket just Disney parks now. When mm. you go to Universal, it's all, all the stuff in Springfield labeled Springfield. You know, all the stuff in the Wizarding World is what it is. It's all themed to where it is. Like, and that's where I was sort of saying before that, that Universal are, uh, are taking everything out of what the, the sort of Disney playbook and using it against them. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's, you're right, and it's, it's silly little souvenirs, but it's the little touches that make a big difference. It doesn't, and like I don't know whether it does to the average guest who goes, but for like us, I mean, let's be honest, we're all geeks. For us geeks, it makes a big difference. Mm. And maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it comes down to the fact that there's less of us. Well, there are less of us. There's obviously less geeks, and there are people often mm. go to Disney for all kinds of reasons. Well, and they maybe say that, that don't a... they reckon something like nine? Is it something ridiculous like seventy-five, eighty percent of Walt Disney World visitors are first-time visitors? Well, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. It's a pretty high number. Something like that. That's why they don't care about the repeat visitors. It's all about marketing everything towards the first-timers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, 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 that, that does make sense. I mean, the thing is, everything will, will cost money. So, as Lee pointed out, with everything being unique at different parts of Universal that's going to cost money because different people will print that or different things need yeah. to be bought. Whilst at Disney, they'll just buy 10 million napkins at a time that are all exactly the same. It's like, so it's going to come down to cost as out. well. Yeah. You've, you've been out to Disneyland. Yeah. How different is Disneyland compared to Disney World when something like 70% of their visitors are locals? It is a bit different, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot more like live entertainment. Yeah, there seem to be. I don't, I don't know. It, it, there's almost a difference in the cast as well, much like that, the Universal you were saying with the pride in the staff. There, there seems to be a lot of people who. I work at Disneyland, whereas. Yeah. You, you work at Disneyland, and even if they work in California Adventure, they'll probably say, I work at Disneyland, but I work in Disney World. Unless it's, yep, I'm in the Magic Kingdom. Is it the same? Where are you? I'm at Hollywood Studios. I don't know. Has it, has it got a ethos behind it? A pecking order. Yeah. But it seems, but you, you were saying that they don't seem to cater for the repeat visitors, but a lot of people, especially Brits, you know, us lot who go out there, it, it's never just a single first-time visit. So what is it about it no. that, even without the repeat visit and the holiday of a lifetime, makes us keep going back? Now, there's a question. Because, God, my bank balance would be so much better without it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm just getting shouted. I'm getting too loud. Oh, no, um, that's why I'm sitting out in the garden. 
<laughs> the Bay Garden. Yeah. Uh, do you know? It's just the atmosphere. I mean, you sit down, middle of Main Street, and everything else passes you by, and you just look and say, I can't believe I'm here. And as I said, I've been there about nine times, and every time you sit in front of the castle or sit down at the train station just where the flag is, and you look around and go, this is amazing. And this is why you save up for like two or three years at a time to get back, and you bust a gut to get there. And as Lee said, it's, it's not the cheapest of holidays. You know, and everybody's bank balance would be a hell of a lot better if it wasn't a yeah. But you keep going back. And, it, and a lot of it is the same things that you do over and over again, but it's memories that are there. And you, it's fantastic. It's just... It, my wife said to me, this is, this, it's the only place she actually sees me happy. You know, and... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she was proud of that. I think she's pretty no, sad about that. Yeah. I, I don't think that was a, one of my best moments. But I mean, <laughs> I, away, I went away with the family and they were tired and this is right, okay, I'm out of here. You know, so there was rope drop at Epcot at 8 o'clock. So I was there for 10 to 8. You know, got to rope drop and met them at 12 o'clock. You know, today I just slept. I don't sleep when I go to Disney. You know, I just, I'm up at 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Go to the court, get coffees, bring it back, and I'm waiting for everybody to wake up just to get on and get in the bus. Yeah, it's not even jet lag, it's just excitement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like from when we went last time, obviously through the podcast, a very different experience for now because we've got, we've got genuine friends out there through doing like the podcast, obviously Hunter and Darren and Gregory and, and Jesse and people who are part of the show and then people we know out there, you know, team members who, you know, we talk to on Skype regularly. We have genuine friends. So we're like, we're going home to our second family when we go out. So it's it's weird. It's a completely different experience now. I'm pretty damn sure, having seen his picture on Facebook, that I actually saw Hunter standing around outside the... Uh... Guest and guest services entrance. Oh, you, you can't miss him. He's a big lad. Yeah, I think they were waiting. To go, I think they were waiting to go in for the um, press. The press evening for Halloween Horror Nights. Hunter. Oh, it might be Darren. Darren. Darren one, was one there with them, Nina of, for the. One of them was with with his with his young lady. Darren. Hunter's go. got lovely little ears that you just want to nibble on. Yeah, uh, Darren's quite tall with a. Yeah. Which, one, which one's got the beard? Because I get confused easily. Both of them. No, that, Darren's got like a goatee-ish beard. Hunter's got a full beard. Yeah. I, I, I just want to run your fingers too. Yeah. yeah. It was Halloween Horror Night at Labine, Darren. He went for the media night. I, I, I was quite a way away and I didn't want to just walk up to him and go, excuse me, do you know Liam Tracy? He knows who you are. <laughs> You've been on our bloody show with him. Yeah, yeah. The kids and the wife. Hello. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. So cool. I don't know. What keeps you guys coming back to it? Other than the fact we do a podcast about it, it's kind of obvious. Well, I think Stephen summed up pretty good. I mean, you know, if you go away on a holiday and you, you lie on a beach for two weeks, that, that's okay, that's good. But um, personally, I like to, you know, to be done stuff all the time. And when you go there, we were there for 17 nights this, this year, and at the end, we still hadn't done half the things we wanted to do. And I don't know anywhere else that you go that's like that. No. no. Yeah. No. It's, um, 
you know, it's literally non-stop fun, really. I, I, I haven't searched around iTunes for a Malaga-related podcast. But I oh, you should, they're fun. Yeah, it must be one yeah. or two. Um, but Malaga I mean, that's... Dark, that really it already exists, I'm sure. It's a different thing, <laughs> probably yeah. does but no, I mean you know kind of like going back to what Stephen said um, you know the, the trip before last when I went to Disneyland Paris we because of having a three month old daughter with us we went on two attractions but we knew that before we went there and we still had a great time because it was all the things it was all the theming it was sitting in Main Street it was watching the world go by you know there's not many places like you say where you can go and, and have any kind of holiday you want. You can have the normal kind of traditional theme park holiday where you're at Disney or Universal or SeaWorld or whatever park it is, running around like headless chickens, trying to go on as many attractions as possible, having loads of fun. Or you can just sit and relax and watch the world go by. Because when you're at a park that's that well-themed, you feel like you're there. You don't feel like you're in Paris. You don't feel like you're in Orlando. You feel like you're in Disney. It's its own little bubble. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that's that's the thing. If I, you know, I turned around to people and said, you know, we went and, you know, can you believe we was there for like three days and we only went on two rides? They think you're mad. Oh, are the queues that long? (laughs) Yes, they're 72 hour queues. They are massive queues. And the thing is, we didn't need to. Although we talk about Disney, I mean, for me, when we go to Orlando, you know, we, we treat it like one big resort, really. So we'll have a couple yeah. yeah. So, you know, obviously we, we normally stay on site at Disney, so most of our time's there. But, you know, we'll throw in a few other things as well. well. We'll go to the beach and it's just, you know, the whole experience. So I'm glad, you know, we do a Disney podcast, but I'm glad Universal's up in its game because that's good for everybody. You've said that Absolutely. before. <laughs> Yeah, it frustrates me because me and Craig have talked about it quite a bit that, that people, when they say, you know, they ask them when they're going to Florida on a holiday, you'll say, oh, where are you going on holiday? And they'll say, Walt Disney World. What a professional. Not. What an absolute professional. <laughs> not, he is. Not, he is, isn't not he? Orlando. Isn't he? <laughs> it's frustrating as hell because it's like you're missing the point if that's all you're going there for. No, you're right. And, um, you know... I've got friends that will go to Disney World and they will only go to Disney World. They won't go to any other parks. So that's fine if they want to say that. But personally, I couldn't imagine going all that way. If you're flying eight and a half, nine hours somewhere, sometimes longer depending on where you're going from, I couldn't spend just two or three weeks just on Disney property as much as I love it because I know what else is out there as well. It sounds like Dot Brown can't. So, um, someone, someone's got a Back to the Future ringtone or a text We've message, just gone so. back in time. Great Scott! <laughs> <laughs> um, I know when we went, I think it was in 05, um, mm. Tracy got talking to a woman on the plane when we were coming back uh, and her and I think it was a son, they were, over, they were one of these weird couples. You know, you see them on, they've, they've got the Disney t-shirts on and yeah, they just look like they never get out. Hello, um, Tracy! Did she sound like that? literally... <laughs> never left Disney property other than driving from the airport to their hotel and from their hotel to the airport. They spent every single extra magic hour in the parks. Someone getting chased by a wild dog. Must be you <laughs> and all the wild dogs out in Liverpool. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think we may have been joined for the last few minutes 
Boy, I'm hey, hey, hey. Wow. There's a blast from the past. Hello, Josh. Hello, folks. <laughs> yes, it's Joshua Grishby. They've let you out. Yes. No, they've let him out. They've, they've let him live in England for a while and pick up an English accent. <laughs> they've been keeping me in the cage you. for the past few years. I didn't know if that was... It's like Jurassic Park all over again. I wasn't sure if that was Josh or Dick Van Dyke at first. Call Blam, Amy, Governor. <laughs> Let me get that for you, Mary Poppins. <laughs> now I've completely lost track because I don't want to ruin the, the image. Look what's this. happened. I come in and I ruin everything. <laughs> I've, all I've got a picture. First Josh. Josh in a straight jacket and his dad's holding the phone up to his ear so he can talk. <laughs> it's time to play the music. It's time yeah. to light the lights. Craig, I, I don't mean to I don't mean to kind of run your parade. Um, you're right about Joss being in a straight jacket. That's not his dad holding his phone. That's actually Sidney's puppet. <laughs> I can, you know, I mean, I've not seen his dad, so I, I don't know how alike they look. I'm guessing not very, because one's got a completely different skin colour. But who's holding the puppy? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Craig, we all know puppets are real. What are you talking about? What oh, the hell is a puppet? Well, I think that, that that definitely wasn't Dick Van Dyke. No. What the fuck is a Dick Van Dyke? It sounds like a terrible porn star name. <laughs> well, I think we should label back up. Right, and, and, and Josh has been learning from the Craig Lucas School of Broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed, wait, am I allowed to say fuck on here? Am I, no. Or is that just bad? No, that's bad. cool. Crack on. <laughs> so you look, look at Malibu. Oh, look. Here's my stick. I'm just going to poke Josh with my stick. Ow. And if you, you have to, something else when I say stick, now. that's up to you. But that is not what I was insinuating at all. <laughs> have you been on that funny juice? Uh... He's been, on that, he's been on that blue milk again. Anyway, yeah, yeah blue for, milk, yeah. For the, for the last few um, moments of the podcast's remaining degrees of sanity, um, <laughs> the, the question was what can Disney do to up their game? Employ Not make everything frozen? <laughs> and no. there you have it. I, I think that's the final word, to be honest. I think that's, that's pretty much narrowed down the problem at the moment, is everything is frozen. We're um, turning Journey into Frozen. We're going to have Captain EO frozen. We're going to have the test track of Frozen. But to, to, to be honest, I actually don't think any of those are bad suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> and this is it, our spaceship Frozen with me, Olaf. I'm just waiting for it. Epcot's going to become Frozen Land. He's, he's getting better. Maybe better than Judy Dench, anyway. do Judy Dench. After Skyfall, there is no more Judy Dench. Oh, no. So they're going to have to get Ray Fiennes to do it. I'm all oh. anyone, anyone who can spell their name Ralph but call themselves Rafe is fine by me. Yeah, that's not pretentious at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least it's not pretentious or anything. <laughs> By the way, Rafe, if you are listening, he'll uh, love to have you on for no reason whatsoever. In, not. in fact, um, as he but, who shall not be named, you could come on either of our podcasts. It wouldn't yeah, matter. but other Harry Potter stars are available. Yeah. And again, Lee can say that he's a guest. I can't say it. I'm a host. Um, <laughs> and of course, if... So, Rafe, exactly. I'm glad you did. Come on. 
And uh, if Ray Fiennes uh, is listening still, um, we'd rather have Tim Curry on. Right. So, Do you know Tim Curry? Yeah. In fact, why isn't Tim Curry phoning tonight? We're not allowed to approach him. He can approach us. <laughs> That's the rules, right? That was, that was what the court case said, wasn't it? I did think it was a bad time, though, when what he did involve his lawyer. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. But as I said, oh, that oh, meant that we couldn't contact him anymore, not the other way around. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Anyway, that's enough Tim Curry talk for this show. Yes. Um, and, and it's all starting to go the way of the mouse. <laughs> I think I think it's going the way of that Creepy Kingdom podcast we did recently. <laughs> no, we haven't had the sound bites yet. That is that is true. We have got. A that was going to the dogs. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I knew it wasn't Flynn, so that confused me. But. Um, well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Everyone, um, well, especially well. the people that have actually called in. Yeah. Um, you Stephen, know, Lee, Josh. It's very, very appreciated that uh, you took the effort and time to call in. Um, if anyone wants to, <laughs> Josh, Dad, uh, visit our website. <laughs> uh, they can visit us at www.disasterdark.com. It's a little bit like the inmates of money your time all of a sudden, isn't it? Really. Um, or they can email us at podcast at disasterdark.com. If anyone's still listening to this, you, you don't need to phone the police. Um, everything is fine. Normal service will be resumed momentarily. Um, but you can find us on Twitter at disasterdark, at facebook.com, forward slash disasterdark, and on nightshare.com. And also you can Skype phone in like uh, these lovely free gentlemen have done tonight if you so wish in the future. I've, um, I've muted that one. What was that noise? What the hell just happened? I felt like I was, I was going through the Doctor Who intro. <laughs> it was me and me helicopter. Oh is, that, is that the American Doctor Who intro? It sounds different to our one. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. But on that note, um, thank you everyone for joining us. If you liked this... Drop us a line, tell us you liked it, and we will Check do it again. If you like this, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I was going to say, if you like this, um, listen to other shows, you'll either like those more and realise how crappy this one was, or you'll go, actually, it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> we love Carol's episodes. But no, um, Stephen, Lee, Josh, Sid, Tim Curry, Craig, thank you for joining us tonight. Mm-hmm. Doc Brown. Get rid. Yeah. Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Indeed. Olaf the Snowman. Uh, yeah, I've got to hit this button now. <laughs> old <laughs> wheezing carry- man. Thanks, yeah. old wheezing man. <laughs> That's not nice to say about Paul. Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. This after dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Yeah. Now, so this end music not now sounds like a lot more. <laughs> I knew I had to come in and fuck everything up. It's my job. You know what qualify? <laughs> Get back in your box. Yeah, and now I say something like, and we're out. <laughs> <laughs>